Are you in the market for top-notch digital equipment such as mills, scanners, or furnaces? Wow, God, time is now. Ivaclar has introduced unbeatable rates exclusively for customers in North America. Ivaclar has made it easy for you to invest in cutting-edge digital equipment with Ready for this? Lower than prime interest rates. I think that's no pun intended, but whether you're looking to upgrade your milling capabilities, enhance your scanning technology, or optimize your furnace performance, Ivaclar Digital has you covered. To take advantage of this offer, the dedicated digital specialists at Ivaclar are ready to assist you. For details on how to get in touch, visit VoicesFromTheBench.com and select the Ivaclar tab to find all the information you need to get started. And as always, we appreciate your sponsorship of the podcast, Ivaclar. Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Greetings and welcome to episode 299 of Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis. And my name is Barbara. 299! Isn't that nuts? We are ending the 200s. And we're ending it. Isn't this the last episode of the year or is it almost the last episode? No, we got one more. Oh, damn. We got one more. So the 300 is going to be the, the last episode of the year. Yeah. That's cool. On Christmas. Wow. <laughs> wow. Isn't that nuts to think we've been doing this for 299 straight weeks? Well, if you were you and I, no. <laughs> <laughs> Because we've been doing it and so committed and it's been a long time. I think I still absolutely love it. So yeah, I think it's awesome. Let's do another 200. Oh, for sure. We're not running out of content. We're booked until like end of February. Yeah, we got a bunch of amazing people. We got some great shows coming up in 2024 that we hope to capture some more great people. I'm just really looking forward to next year. Me too. Like, I'm just so like, I don't know. I just, life is good. It's so good. The podcast has been amazing. You and I get along pretty darn well. We have great guests, great content. So let's keep going. You mentioned life's pretty good, but we're about to get that last week before Christmas. Dude. I mean. (laughs) I'm in it. Excuse me. You can bleep me out. But I, I, I think I told you Friday. I'm like, I, (laughs) I literally go in, sit down and don't get up. Because I'm so busy, which is good. I'm happily busy and I'm doing really beautiful work, but like, wow, it's busy. I told you I hate this time of year because it's so effing busy. But How many hours are you at the lab a day? Are you a lot? Yeah, is it kind of ten? No, it's not anything too crazy. I think most dental technicians work more than eight hour days. Oh, We're for all, sure. We're usually there eight to ten, ten to twelve weekends, you name it. So it's about normal. I thought I might have to go in tomorrow, which is our Sunday as we're recording this Saturday, but I just dug in and focused and got everything I needed to get done. So I try not to go in on the weekends, but if I need to, I will. Yeah, of course you will. Is the lab open between Christmas and New Year? Are you going in? You taking any time off or anything? No. No. But I'm thinking if we slow down, I'd like to kill a week in January. I had four weeks vacation and I have 10 of them left, so... 
two weeks. So I yeah, need to I have a bunch of time left over too. Thinking about Barbara a little bit and take some time off. There you I think go. it's important. You know, we work hard, we drive hard, we do everything at the hundred and twenty percent or two hundred. If you're some of us, yeah. Uh, but you don't have that balance. I'm actually taking the week off between Christmas and New Year, which only ends up being three days. Well, yeah. You're such a ball booster, so that means we're not recording? Oh, no, we're recording. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Derby time off is happening. Podcast time <laughs> off never happens. 299 yeah. weeks, Barb. Come on. Okay. All right. I knew it. I had a feeling, but I wanted to ask. But the so. problem is, is I'm not in a lab. I'm out and about chair side time off is not truly time off i mean i'm not gonna let all my accounts know i'm not working so i'll be answering texts probably no. do a chair side or two that week just to help out i mean it's just who i am it's not a huge deal it's not like i'm going anywhere but well you know what i think it's amazing we do it because we love it yeah i know so let's talk about the podcast shall we so we always talk a lot about lmt lab day chicago this time of the year we're gearing mm-hmm. up we're coming down to the, you know. Two- oh, you even had a little Taylor Swift just now. I'm impressed. Does Taylor Swift do that? Yeah. Well, she got she it goes, from me. I'm older. I'll write your name. And I'll write your name. Come on. All right. I have going, no sorry. idea what you're talking about. I had a moment there. I am a Swifty. All right, go. I understand. <laughs> so we talk a lot about LMT Lab Day Chicago. Because, of course, we are recording all weekend at the Iva Clark Grand Ballroom. I hear a yay. Yes. That was the best last year. So good. It's going to be so amazing this year. But that same week is the Cal Lab meeting. Oh, yeah. That Barb, you're like high up on the board for that, too, because you have all this free time. What are you, the chair elect or something? Yeah, or? but you know what? We moved the Cal Lab meeting to the Swiss Hotel, which is right next to the Hyatt. And Calab Meeting is like the oldest, or I believe it is. We're going to be almost 100 years old. That's nuts. And it's just a really, it's a management meeting. It's a business meeting. It's a networking meeting. I cannot say enough about it. My dad introduced it to me when I was in my 20s, and I've just always really loved it, loved the people. So if you guys don't know about CalLab, you got to look it up and check it out because it's right next to the Hyatt. It's a, We finally moved closer. It's really been tough for me every year to go back and forth, but yeah. Yeah. It's a good meeting, great meeting this year. And I concur. I've been many, many times. So this event happens Thursday the 22nd. And that morning of that Friday, the 21st, the same weekend as Lab Day. Yes, yes, yes. So you're already in Chicago for Lab Day. So this is kind of like a no-brainer. Right. But like you mentioned, it's kind of like a business management. You're not going to learn how to stain zirconia. No, this year you're going to learn about AI and just key trends in dentistry and just uh, the DSO panel. I think it's just kind of, you know, bringing in some of that content that the business you know, people really need. So yeah, it's important. It's a, it's a huge part of the business. And my favorite part, the closed forms, Mm -hmm. when they kick out all the vendors and let the labs just, eh, not really, but kind of discuss things that we want to do openly without any kind of like biased opinions in the room. Yeah. And you're talking about 250, 300 lab owners, managers talking about things that are credible and meaningful to them. And we work a lot of things out. We talk about a lot of really important things and 
I, you know, I, I agree. That is the probably one of the most, and it's always highly rated because people really love sharing in an environment where you don't have to worry. You can just talk, talk openly. Yeah. I think we're hopefully encouraging a few people to head over to cal-lab.org. That's the Cal Lab website. And you can see the full lineup of the meeting and you can register and it's just highly encouraged. And you can see Elvis and I. Sweet. So this week, Barb and I got to meet and talk to a gentleman behind the Institute of Digital Dentistry. All the way from New Zealand, Dr. Ahmad Alahassani, which I'm sure I got wrong. Dr. Ahmad has two amazing parents that are dentists. So, of course, he would eventually follow in the family career. He really wasn't introduced to digital until he started at his dad's practice. And he was at a study club event, and the maker of an iOS scanner was talking about how great their scanner was when he actually knew it really wasn't. <laughs> yeah, that's not uncomfortable. Yeah, he was tired of these companies giving biased CE events. So starting with a blog, he decided to review some of the scanners he had in his office. And it wasn't long before he was reviewing scanners at IDS. Then COVID hit. Yeah. And he got busy creating a top-notch online platform for dentists and technicians to learn in what he calls the Netflix of digital dentistry. So I've been exploring this site for a while now. Have you been checking it out, Barb? Hell yes. Yeah, and while much of it is geared towards dentist, there is a ton of good content for labs to learn to make them more valuable for clinicians. Dr. Ahmad also talks about some of the interesting trends he's seen in dentistry, where he sees the future of dentistry going, and why, even after all the advances of technology, dentists still need technicians. He won our hearts. <laughs> he did. He's a rock star, man. <laughs> so join us as we chat with Dr. Ahmad Alahasi. I think you did pretty good on the name there, Elvis. Whether you're looking to elevate your craftsmanship or looking to cut back on cost, look no further. Vita MFT teeth are the ultimate solution for creating lifelike and stunning smiles. Crafted with precision and backed by cutting-edge technology, Vita MFT teeth offer unparalleled aesthetics and durability. And since Vita believes in the power of experiencing excellence firsthand, for a limited time only, they are offering you the chance to get a complimentary case sample. That's right, a full case absolutely free. Just visit VitaNorthAmerica.com forward slash free MFT. Don't wait any longer to start providing your customers a premium tooth at an economy price. Redeem your free case sample, and if you're ready to buy, Vita will even give you an extra 10% off discount by shopping online on their newly launched online store. Join the Vita family today, and we appreciate your support of the podcast. Hey, it's Candelor from Switzerland. Whether digital or analog, there are many ways to work in removable prosthetics. And you decide how you want to work at your bench. We provide you the materials to do so. 
With our new X-Molds of the PhysioSet TCR tooth line, you can cover a large part of your daily work. Whether complete dentures, partial dentures or hybrid prosthetics, there is always a solution. Our Swiss School of Prosthetics in Springfield, Missouri will be happy to teach you a few more things you learn for life, right? You'll be supported and supplied by our authorized dealer, Edmunds Dental Supply. Check out our website, candular.com. Candular, high-end only. Voices from the Bench. The Interview. We are super excited today to bring to us a gentleman coming to us from the future of New Zealand, Dr. Ahmad Ahazni. Alhazni. 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 <laughs> Good try. You almost, you almost got it. You almost got it. Uh, I to warn you. <laughs> say your name, sir, so everyone gets to hear it at least right once. Hey, guys. It's it's Dr. Ahmad Alhazni from New Zealand. I love it. So let me give the listeners a background how I found out about you, following you on social media. Shocker, shocker, shocker. Mm-hmm. And you reached out to me and you said, hey, we got this ExoCAD training. Would you like to try it? And I'm like, well, let's see. I've never really used ExoCAD. I don't have ExoCAD. Eh, what the heck? I'll give it a shot. Holy moly, it was amazing. Oh, thanks, man. It is mm-hmm. so cool what you've put together, and then I started diving in more what IDD is, and we're going to get into all that because there's so much that it seems like you guys just cover every aspect of digital dentistry in New Zealand. Yeah, pretty heavily involved. Uh, I'm sure we'll get into backgrounds and everything, but I mean, Dad, got a, he's a dentist, and he got a yeah. scanner about, I think, close to 15 years ago now, so we've been involved in it for a while. Wow. Yeah. So you're the son of a dentist. So let's talk about that. What what yeah. was that like and what made you decide I want to do it? Yeah, what, what dad was knows? that like? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it's, it's quite funny. Um yeah, like my, my dad is uh, he's a pretty chill guy. Like we we're, we're like best buds more than anything. So Isn't everybody in New Zealand really chill? Yeah, we're super chill, man. Like uh, New Zealand compared to the rest of the world is a village to be honest. Like, you know, and you only realize that when you start traveling to to bigger cities you're like wow we are chill in this country <laughs> but uh yeah i mean it's just quite funny because my mom is also a dentist so i actually come from oh, a family wow. of dentists. yeah yeah so it must be in the genes or something um of course yeah look just classic sort of uh i had a really normal upbringing i'd like to say um just went through high school and then you kind of you know the apple doesn't fall far from the tree so you're kind of rubbing shoulders with your dad and your mom mm-hmm. and, and they were all pretty chill about it they weren't really serious about me getting to dentistry i got into uni and and did our first year undergraduate degree which is normal in new zealand and then you apply for all the different kind of medical specialties, yeah, pharmacy sure. medicine yeah. and i got i got actually uh, into medicine and dentistry and so honestly that was probably the big turning point in my life i have to say because i didn't know what i wanted to do you know as a, as a young kid you don't really know much about much you just you have these big dreams and, and most dentists are like a type A personality. So you're thinking, oh, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I want to be a heart surgeon. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, <laughs> my mom was pretty much like, 
<laughs> she she was the one that was like, yeah, you you really should just do dentistry and and. <laughs> Oh, mom, always crushing dream. Yeah, I'm like I'm a Middle Eastern background, so um, quite a traditional mom and dad. You know, it's not like oh, you can do whatever you like to me. It was more like yeah, you're doing dentistry, son. Nice. Uh, we hear that quite often. So, like growing up with two parents that were both dentists, did you go every now and again with them, or like did they talk about their day? Were you ever just like kind of interested in it, or honestly, not like significantly? Like, of course, I would go, and my mom. Did my filling shock and horror? I don't. I don't want this whole podcast to turn about my history, but it's quite funny. My my parents were chill; like they let us eat sweets, they let us eat lollies, and it's kind of strange now that I look back at it. I'm like, <laughs> didn't you guys think we shouldn't be eating this stuff? But anyway, different times, different times. Um, so look, I I didn't do like a lot of summer school with them or like you know summer programs. I just. I think it just rubs off on you, you know, you like, oh, yeah, for sure. my dad's like my biggest role model and you see what he's doing and he loves it. He's, he's a guy who's, he loves dentistry probably yeah. more than me. Uh, he's happiest in the clinic. He's one of those guys. So yeah. Yep. And uh, I graduated about eight years ago and, and honestly I would have said it's so with, with the university that would have been about that decision was about 15 years ago. So easily the best decision I made probably. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Um, when you graduated, did you go work for your parents? I actually, <laughs> another great story. <laughs> I applied for hospital jobs. That's a big thing over there, isn't yeah, it? We've had other people mention it's this. huge. We all apply for hospital jobs. I don't know if it's FOMO or what it is, but I applied for a hospital job. Because again, type A personality, I want to be the best, you know, that sort of oh, yeah. you know, young guy attitude. Uh, let's be a max fact. That sounds like a good idea. And I applied for all the hospital jobs and I didn't get into any of them. So <laughs> I, I got a quick question. So when you apply for that, like how do you get in or not get in? I don't want to get too political, but I honestly think it's, um, it's kind of like a lot of specialities. I think in universities around the world, it's not just about, you know, you're, you're a good student. It's also, you know, who, you know, like you, your interview yeah. process, etc. And look, for better or worse, I mean, I, I didn't get into any hospital jobs, was which again was probably the second best thing that happened to me because <laughs> I'd still probably be in the hospitals right now. Yeah, uh, because I'm one of those guys who just you know keeps at it until something works. You know, I'll keep hitting my head against the wall in a hospital until I achieve what I wanted. Yep. But no, I didn't get a hospital job, so I. Uh, <laughs> with my tail between my legs i asked my dad for a job which is extremely fortunate i know it's like uh, and it's more fortunate my dad's actually a really good dentist like you know you could have ended up with a job that's suboptimal sure yeah. absolutely yeah but my dad is, a, is an amazing dentist huge role model like he was into scanning one of the first in the country and wow. he's into implants and he's into aligners he's kind of like this super gdp he does it all mm-hmm. and so having that as your father and Again, I, I really give my career everything. So I just worked like pretty much six to seven days a week. It's a bit crazy for the first few years just to get your grips of things. And uh, I used to do weekends and late nights just to really try to learn as much as I can as fast as possible. And yeah, I mean, the rest is history. I worked long term and he mentored me and he taught me pretty much everything, you know, and you know, you're not going to get a better mentor than your father, really. Oh, heck yeah. My father was my mentor, so I understand. So after your work in there, obviously, he introduced you to digital dentistry. 
or was it big in the school? No, no, no. We we barely we didn't have any um, scanners at all at the school. Uh, most schools, I'm sure you're aware, around the world, probably only in the last three to four years, really got scanners in the schools. I think. Sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, before then, no way. We were still doing amalgam fillings and stuff, so definitely no digital. But yeah, look, got out. Dad was doing digital. He was actually using an E4D system at the time, which oh, yeah. was, you know, compared to what we have now, is just a fuck, right? Yeah, pretty um, much. <laughs> and it's kind of like monkey see, monkey do, right? Like you watch your dad. He's like, what's he doing? And and I'm also fortunate. I'm kind of the generation that grew up with tech. I mean, I didn't have any smartphones in high school, but in university, pretty much everyone did, you know? And, sure. um, and so pretty familiar with technology and and just got into it it just it seemed like at the time the right thing to do and and the way forward and now we know you know hindsight's 2020 now we know well everyone's going digital oh yeah for sure so was your mom practicing at the same time in the same practice (laughs) that's a great question but no they they tried to work together in the same practice and they said hell no we're either gonna stay (laughs) (laughs) they were like yeah it's like the saying, you can't have your boss at home or something. You know? like, <laughs> so, no, they work in separate practices. I, I work alongside my father purely because he just has a bigger practice. You know, he's, um, I guess mom dedicated a lot of her life to us and, and yeah. her family and everything. So she was never the um, hardcore entrepreneurial type who's trying to open many practices and stuff. I mean, hats off to the ladies that do that, honestly, because with two kids and, and raising them, it's, it's hard, hard work. Heck yeah. Well, cool. So she's still practicing. So you're working with your dad and then you guys just clicked and got along and just totally jammed. Pretty much. Yep. That's it. And I guess the next question is, uh, how did IDD start? Well, uh, yeah, I'm trying to find out when it pivots here. And I, I will, I'll show you how it pivots. It's actually quite wild. I, I remember it like it was yesterday. I know that's a funny saying and it's a, probably a bit cliche. Everyone uses it, but genuinely, I mean, so we got the E4D and we realized there was serious issues with this machine, you know, but we only got it because it was cheaper than Cirrus, like many doctors at the time. And then the Trios came out around 2016, I believe, 17. And so we got a Trios scanner and then with a Roland mill. And that wasn't really the best chair side system, frankly, but it was an amazing scanner. So then we got the Cirrus. So then it was purely getting more technology, not because we wanted to flex on Instagram. I mean, flexing on Instagram wasn't even a big deal back then, but yeah. uh, it was more that we were running into potholes in our workflow. And we were like, how do we solve this? Like, there's got to be better technology to do this. And so by that point, and this is around 2017, we realized, hey, we have like three scanners here. And we know the pros and cons of all of them because I use all of them. And what really got me to start IDD, frankly, it was no future side into trying to run an education company or anything like that. All I wanted to do was purely give objective information. That, that, and why I wanted to do that is, you know how you guys have like study clubs and that sort of stuff. Yeah, I'm sure you yeah. guys, yeah. Uh, we have them as well. So we have study clubs and, and I sat into a study club in New Zealand. And there was about 50, 60 dentists there. That's a big club. Yeah, it was decent. <laughs> I mean, the only one in the city, so it was decent. 
And the topic was digital. And this was around 2017. They were starting to say, hey, guys, we probably need to start getting into it. And of course, back then, it was all kind of sponsored talks. Yeah. So the speaker that came up, lo and behold, what does he rock up with? A 3M scanner, which we know is like, you know, discontinued now because it didn't do so well. I mean, it was okay for the time, but it was a pretty average scanner, you know? What was it? True definition or something? True definition. That's the one I was. uh, And you had to like spray it with powder and all this stuff. And, And the thing that got me to start IDD genuinely, and uh, I'll never forget this moment, is he went up there and he was saying that this is the best scanner, it beats all the other scanners, you know, classic sales pitch. And everyone was eating it up. Everyone was eating it up. Like they they fully believed him. And I was just sitting there because I've used all these other scanners and I had tried the 3M and I was just like, you know, it just really didn't sit right with me for some reason. I was just like, there's got to be a more objective way of, clinicians or even me getting information about this technology i mean whether it's good whether it's bad mediocre exactly. the guys just basically up there saying it's amazing and you know a heck of a lot better exactly and 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 when we used to talk to sales reps ourselves you know you talk to the seric guy he's like oh my scan is the best the other one sucks mm-hmm. you talk to the trios guy my scan is the best the other one sucks i mean things have settled down now because i think people realize there's objective information out there and so sales reps are not so hard on the nose but back then that kind of just triggered me i was like okay i'm not gonna do anything fancy all i'm gonna do is write a blog i mean idd quite hilariously started as just me making a random name i mean you know it, it seemed like a good idea to put digital dentistry in the name and so it was the institute of digital dentistry i thought oh that's a good name and then i just wrote a blog and it was one of our first scanner reviews back in i think 17 and i just frankly just said we i use all these scanners this is the pros and cons it was super basic it was a one-man show and all i was trying to do was say the pros and cons of scanners and that's kind of how it really started and and from there in the background i was still trying to learn dentistry while you know i I love digital more so now than ever and in the background it was slowly growing but then in 2019, IDS, I think that's when IDD really took off. Um, I wrote a review. I just walked around IDS in 2019 in Germany, the, the conference. Yeah, absolutely. And I, just, I just walked around. There was about 10 scanners there. And I tried all of them. I had these little models with me. And I tried all of them. And I just gave them ratings. And I tried to make it as objective as possible because no one paid for this. Yeah. And I think that's what really made it take off. Um, that's when... I think that review was viewed over 500,000 times and shared wow. over 4,000 times. So wow. that's when we really started, you know, getting a bit of a uh, presence globally, let's say. And and now looking back, you know, our, our mailing database is, is close to 50,000 dentists with an open rate of around 40%. So they're pretty engaged dentists. They're, they're keen for the knowledge. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I look at our Google Analytics and we've got, literally users and viewers from all around the world um every corner of the globe pretty much um that's every awesome continent. yeah it's 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 nice to look back you know you don't really when you're in the trenches and you're just doing you don't really know where it's gonna go you just you're just doing for the sake of it please tell me your first blog was the true definition and you trashed it 
<laughs> you know, even back then, I only, and still now, I only write blogs about products I've genuinely tested. So I, I we didn't even buy the true definition because of how cruddy it was. Uh, yeah. And so I didn't write anything about it. But um, yeah, that's kind of the the story. And now we, we do courses around Australia, New Zealand. I mean, my biggest Achilles heel is being in New Zealand. It's so damn geographically isolated. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> it's pretty far away. That's it is. Sure. I wish I was vibing with you guys in the US, but that's all right. Um, uh, otherwise, I mean, and because we have this huge audience globally and most are not going to travel to New Zealand for a course, we kicked up an online platform and, and that was just a pivot to get to these people that want courses from us. So, And just education. I mean, courses, I feel like, kind of a dirty word people just want education they just want to learn they just want someone to teach them how to you know do a splint or design this crown that's what really people are searching for so are you doing your own designs yeah i was uh pretty much since i graduated so on the e4d i was doing my own designs and then we used um the trios uh design studio at the time when we got the the three shape and i was doing my own designs you get to a point though, you get to a point where you get so busy and you're kind of overdoing it after hours that you just need yeah. to get people. Yeah. And frankly, and I'll say it openly, because uh, I believe Elvis, you're a technician, aren't you? Yeah. And so is Barb. And so is our whole audience. Just to give you, <laughs> yeah. just to give you a warning. <laughs> no, no. It's like, watch your mouth. Um, but like, look, <laughs> A lot of people think I have a vendetta against technicians. I, I really don't. And frankly, it's not until you work with one, you realize, man, these guys really know what they're doing. I mean, as a dentist, you can get by, I believe, for most basic indications, a single crown. But once you really start to work with technicians, um, it, it's just a whole different game. And I believe genuinely, like, especially bigger practices out there, et cetera, they just need to employ a technician to work in-house. I mean, it's a great thing to have a technician on your doorstep and you guys discuss cases together. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. We talk about it on this podcast all the time. We know a lot of technicians are starting to work in office, mm. and I think it's a great thing if you can find a good doctor, you know? Yeah. It's like full circle, right? Because technicians yeah. used to be in office, you know? Used to have a little stone lab at the back and and work with a clinic, and now it's like full circle again, I and I think digital will definitely push that forward because, you know, a, a good digital technician, they're just incredible. It's such a huge asset for the clinic, for you, for the relationship together, you guys. And also the direct feedback if something's didn't come out right. You just talk to them directly. They can come into the room, check shades, which they're, they're way better at dentists doing on average. So, yeah. So it's a, but it sounds to me like you were kind of playing that role. If you were designing, you guys also had a mill and an oven and the whole nine yards. Yeah, yeah. Like we um, with the E4D system, we always had a mill and an oven, and and then we bought a Ceramil Motion Two, which is the Amangerbach system, yeah. and now we have an Ivaclar PM7. So we have like a full digital lab in house now. I've got a PM7. They're the best. Oh, they're amazing! Yeah. Eh? What a machine! They're actually amazing. So, yeah, we grew from doing it ourselves to realizing, look, there's a better way to getting one technician. And now we have three technicians in-house. But we also grew the business. Like, we also started as a three, four-chair practice, me and my dad. And now it's a 39-chair practice across a couple of sites. Oh, my God. 39? Yeah, 39. Wow. Chair. 
So you're not bored at all. <laughs> oh, no. uh, or you probably should ask, you need better hobbies. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing, yeah. sincerely. Like, that's I a huge it. practice. I appreciate it. I mean, it's across four or five sites, but yeah, no, um, we love dentistry. I don't know. I, I, I genuinely look at my dad and it's like, should we pick up golf or something? Or, <laughs> you know, like, should we do something else? I mean, you get to a point, it's not even about the money anymore, to be honest. Like, oh, yeah. It's an obsession. Yeah, you said yeah. you worked, you know, when you very first started, you worked from, you know, 6 a.m. to 7 p.m., but there's no way you have normal hours now. I have cut back quite a lot because what I've realized and the running the practice side, my dad really loves. I honestly, whether it's a practice or a lab, again, I tip my head off to you guys. It's not an easy gig, especially with stuff. Yeah. So my real passion genuinely is the education side. I, I love that stuff. I really love. And I, it takes me back to even in the uni days, I used to do tutoring for students, trying to get into dentistry and medicine. And I don't know why I, uh, that's really what's driven me over the past three, four years. So I've put a lot of my effort and, and time into growing IDD while still working as a full-time dentist somehow. Again, I uh, need yeah. hobbies, but I work yeah. four days a week as a dentist. Um, but I feel like, you know, I still have the energy and to really educate, I think you need to have your hands dirty. You know, I don't want yeah. to ever be that guy who's talking about workflows, but doesn't actually do them. Yeah. Well, I think with the audience that you've been able to create with everything that you're doing, it's obvious that you're a teacher and that you enjoy it because people are listening and taking what you have to say to heart. I mean, would you say you're in how many countries and, you know, how many viewers? I mean, it's huge. I think what really made people gravitate to our scanner reviews, et cetera, is, is purely just the objective nature of it. Um, I think even to this day, it's quite hard to get objective information and and it's hard to cut through the BS basically of what's a sales pitch and, and what's actual, this is good, this is bad. Totally agree with that. Even magazines that supposedly rate them on that same page has an ad for one of those scanners. And you're yeah. quite, you start to wonder, you're like, hmm. I, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. I, I really think most of it is... is bought advertising but in saying that look there's also a lot of good players out there you know good guys out there who are sure. who are using the tools and who are trying to educate and provide information but yeah look i that's the main reason why people listen i think we just established ourselves as these guys are real you know these guys are, are not just some another company who you know whatever a scanner company paid them 100k or 50k or whatever and and they're just raving about it which it's quite funny. I've never been offered that, but the number of times I've been offered to distribute equipment. Is oh, I bet. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I, I think I've sold more medits than anyone on the globe, to be honest, just because of our reviews and, and just saying how good it was at the time when no one even considered a medit. Yeah. I, I always get asked, you should distribute medit. You're leaving money on the table, but I've stayed true to the fact that I don't want to distribute any equipment because you can't be objective and have a financial gain. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. So I want to know how you go from writing a blog to what this is now. I mean, hours and hours of video and, and multiple instructors all over the world. I mean, why did you scale it so much? <laughs> the funny thing is, 
a little thing called COVID. Uh, good old COVID. Ah, eh? yes. Yeah, like I always had a vision of running IDD kind of like this, and it's not quite the full vision yet, but it's getting there. I'm, I'm proud of what we've built. But before it was just blogs and it was just reviews, a lot of reviews. I mean, people, you know, kept coming to the reviews and I really didn't have anything to offer. It was just like free information. And we built our emailing list and we built the brand, which was good. Um, and I'd run courses live in Australia, New Zealand, but again, facing the same issues that frankly, 40% of our audience is in the US. It's not even in Australia, wow. New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. 40, 40 to 50% wow. of all our traffic's from the US. You guys rock, man. <laughs> you guys drive the digital industry more than anyone. Um, we love our internet over here. Yeah, we do. <laughs> technology, and you guys are a real, you know, forward thinking bunch of people. I mean, in New Zealand, I, I read a survey in, in America, they reckon about 40 to 50% of clinics are, have a scanner now. And and in New Zealand, I would say it's closer to 10 to 15%, but it's getting there. So No kidding. Wow. Uh, yeah, I think we're just a more conservative group of people, maybe less competition. I think competition drives a lot of digitization, frankly. Yeah. So you guys are definitely spearheading the whole industry. Well, there's also cool. dentist every 30 feet here in a lot of areas. <laughs> I think that pushes it, to be honest. I really think competition makes you invest into your business, try different stuff. And, and you get to a point when everyone has a scanner around you, patients start almost expecting it, you know? It's, yeah, for sure. Patients still ask for white fillings these days uh, because they don't want silver ones. And slowly that's going to be completely the norm. So I think that's really what's driving it. And how I went from just writing blogs to IDD was – or the online platform, let's say, is that I would do live courses in Australia mm -hmm. and New Zealand. But again, when about 30 to 40 to 50% of your audience is, is in the States, not many people are going to travel to New Zealand. I mean, it's a nice place. Yeah. I love New Zealand, but it's also like a 13-hour flight. And for a two-day course, that's brutal. It's a hard haul, yeah. That's yeah. a hard haul. That's a hard haul. So covid came around covid came around in all its glory and everyone got told to sit on their butts for three months yeah, um, yeah. yeah i mean i just and again you did I, it. I didn't <laughs> i i don't know what's wrong with me man i should have just sat down i gained a lot of weight i kept eating pizza and, and bread for some reason i i don't know a carb freaking feast Hell yeah. I know. Um, stress eating it's okay yeah stress eating yeah yeah i mean it's it is a bit of stress the unknown and and it's funny we look back now and it's like god what a waste of time that was but anyway so wait so what did you do so did you create videos the whole time or like what because obviously you reached a large group of folks so what what were you doing yeah i mean i wanted to get this online platform up i knew the tools i needed i mean i could see what other people were using there's thinkific and there's there's other platforms teachable etc so i just needed the time to sit down make powerpoint slides make a curriculum and before i could reach out to other educators you know you need to have a product you can't just be like hey other educators come make me a course for this platform and i have nothing i'm just leveraging you yeah yeah it doesn't work yeah. So I sat there in COVID day in, day out. My dad thinks genuinely I'm nuts. He was like, Jesus. Like, you may be. Yeah, I may be. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I sat there and I just made a curriculum, kind of like the stuff I used to teach in my live courses. But now I just had the time to 
do like an online lecture. And so I made as much content as I humanely could in that time. And I used to show people like with a video camera, how to glaze properly, how to stain properly. I mean, probably not as good as some of the technicians out there, but a step up for the average dentist. I mean, I'm quite proud. Yeah, they need that. I love the fact that you did that. So you're actually a technician also, because if you're staining and you're, you know, contouring and stuff and designing, you definitely have that craziness to you, that skill to you. I genuinely think, I love, I love Elvis laughing in the background. He's like, great. (laughs) Now, now the objective is craziness. Um, (laughs) Oh yeah. We are a little. I genuinely think any, modern digital dentist worth their salt needs a little bit of techie techie skills i genuinely Mm -hmm. think i think the days of just drilling and filling man they're numbered uh these days with all the software and all the ai and you need to know what you're doing you need to tap into this tech and and what it can do for you both practice and labs but that, that was basically i sat in covid and i did a whole bunch of videos and and that was about two, three years ago now. When was COVID? I can't even remember. Yeah. But what did you do? Just like how to use a scanner? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, just, exactly, it was just man. all like, tech. I mean, like it was clinical tips mainly. I didn't want to get into hardware and tech because dentists don't vibe on that stuff. We want clinical tips. Mm-hmm. And so it was basically how to scan, how to t- do tooth preparations properly, not for digital, just properly because you guys know, you guys see all the work. Most dentists' tooth preps are like, okay. Absolutely awesome. Exactly. And I'm a dentist. You know what's funny? When I do my life courses, I stand up in front of dentists and I tell them, look, your preps are shit. You guys need to improve. And they love it. They eat it up. I don't know. Maybe when it comes from a dentist, it's, it hits differently. But um, It takes them back yeah, to their I, college days. I think so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, when the instructor yeah. was telling them how bad they were. This is a unique thing, right? Because like, I'm a practicing dentist, but I kind of own a uh, – me and my dad run a big chain of practices. So I see new grads, their issues they have with technology. Yeah. I see older grads, their issues they have with technology. We have a lab, so I see the lab's issues with technology, and I see all the work that comes into the lab from other dentists. I oh, love yeah. your other dentists that send us work. So I was trying to just solve all those things and just give people some lectures on that. And honestly, when it first started, it was not super advanced. Like I did maybe six, seven hours of content, but it, it got us at least you had something you know the start is always the hardest thing and then from there i just reached out to a bunch of dentists um good dentists good technicians just educators that you find and i'd love to get you guys on if you're into that education stuff Uh, and then yeah you just make lectures and it's like kind of netflix of digital dentistry you just keep building the library and and now we've taken kind of a different approach we're still building the library of courses but we also want to create like custom courses for a specific issue, like the Exocad course, Elvis, you were talking about. Yeah. That was purely because a lot of people want to learn Exocad, technicians and dentists. And so it was purely, this is an Exocad course, A to Z. I have a hilarious story about, because um, I think you, I, I don't know if you've already done the podcast with Marjorie or no, it's coming. No, it's coming up and I'm, I'm really intimidated because she's been like my teacher. <laughs> And her voice <laughs> you know, to me funny? will. She's super intimidated too. She's like, "Oh my god!" And I'm like, "Look, just take it easy, just have the combo." But uh, you guys will do great. What's funny is that 
this is the power of social media, right? And I again, a cliche thing. Yeah. I personally yeah. hate social media for one reason. If I showed you my screen time, you'd probably vomit a little bit in your mouth. Don't want to it's, talk about it, dude. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's like, it's a real hate-love relationship. I was late on the ball game on Instagram and posting and flexing and whatnot. Me too. I only started, I only started like two, three years ago. And what's really curious, A, it's free advertising, whether you're a clinic or a lab, but B, it's funny how people do business these days. It really opened up my mind. So to those listening, sorry, uh, the Exocad course that Elvis was talking about, um, the, the teacher on there is, is a lady called Marjorie. She's an incredible technician, like crazy skills. I mean, Elvis, you could probably vouch for that, I guess. If Elvis learned, trust me, she's good. <laughs> yeah. You know what's hilarious? How we got this technician, because she works with us now. So she hit me up on Instagram as a DM. Wow. Purely, she didn't know about IDD. She didn't know about me, who I am. She just hit me up because she saw I was posting about scanners. And she was like, hey, I'm a freelancer designer. Uh, if you ever want to send me some work, you know, here's my email. So she was one of those where they were just like hitting people up looking for designs. Good for her. Total hustler, man. That's I awesome. have so much respect for that lady in Brazil doing this, just hitting people up, trying to make a living. And and it's funny. A, it shows you how cool digital is that we can do that stuff. But B, oh, yeah. I looked at her Instagram and I was like shocked. I was like, man, this looks good. And, and so as just like a passing comment, literally like a two second comment, no big convo, no nothing. I was just like, look, we already have our lab. We run IDD, all this stuff. But if you ever want a job, come work with us, smile emoji. And that was it. Wow. And then she, taught, she messages me a few months later and she's like, yeah, I'm keen. Imagine that. And then she, she said, moved. hell yeah. She was like, hell yeah. And she moved all the way from Brazil to New Zealand. We wow. sponsored her and everything and blah, blah, blah. And now she's a full-time technician in our lab. And, and yeah, let me tell you, man, she does my cosmetic cases. That takes balls. That is crazy. Heads off to her, man. And wow. after I saw her work and I was like, this is amazing. Like even, it's funny, even our main lab guy, we have a lab manager to run and operate the show. Sure. Because uh, the lab's getting a bit big now. Obviously with 39 rooms. Wow. Yeah. And also we accept work from outside, but the... Our lab manager was like, when she came, she made the rest of us look like gorillas. Like, she's so good. <laughs> you make us look oh, bad. Wow. Yeah, exactly. And so she's amazing, man. And I, and I told her, look, you have crazy skills. There's a huge demand for the Exocad training. Let's work together. Let's, let's smash this out. We, we spent like 300 hours in total, like editing and recording. And it's funny, 300 hours of manpower turns out to be like eight, nine hours of content. But we didn't want it to be I, I don't really do anything in halves, right? You probably could tell. And we never wanted it to be like another crappy Exocad video. You know, we wanted Yeah, it to you be, were all in. We wanted it to be a full curriculum. Like you yeah. could give this to someone and they would be at least mildly, if not really confident with Exocad. And that's what I got out of it. I mean, it started at the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm pleased to hear, man. I want to see the blooper reel. I want to see <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we should get that. Yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. But no, that was the whole kind of journey of all of this. But Marjorie is just one of the instructors. I mean, 
just to name some people that even Barb and I know here in the States that we've had on the podcast, Michael Shearer, the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. He's been on. Who else did I see on here? Eric Kukuka. Uh, I know Dr. August Dioloria and uh, Hussam Shirel. I mean, I had no idea these people were instructors for you. I feel like the digital dentistry space is is quite a niche. So we kind of all know each other. Like I was secretly stalking you guys. I saw your podcast. I was like, <laughs> these guys are hilarious. I love your memes on Instagram. It's hilarious. And so I think we all kind of at least know of each other. Yeah. You know, especially yeah. the ones who are speaking and and doing the social media thing. Like it's a pretty small group, to be honest. I mean, dentistry is yeah. already a small group. And now it's like a niche on a niche on a niche. So yeah, absolutely. I think we all kind of know each other and, and we all kind of have a mutual respect for each other. You know, like when I was doing my thing and I hit up Michael, he's a super nice guy. He was like, yeah, man, I'm happy to support you guys. I love what you do. And he did a lecture for us, obviously for his time. You you, you pay him for his time because I don't want anyone doing stuff for free. That's just not how the world works. But the fact that they're keen to support, you know, it, it means a lot. And And it does help you a lot. You never forget the people that, came to support you when you kind of I don't want to turn into a mopey story and say had nothing because it's not like that but you know yeah they they supported you when you didn't really have a platform you would yeah. just did it for the sake of doing and now yeah. now more so these days it's like getting contacted by companies and universities and so the, all these instructors when you reached out to them you basically had them do a recorded webinar basically yeah that's all it is man some of them are better than others they uh they're very slick with their production and and others it's a recorded webinar but at the end of the day i pretty much watch every single one like we have about 10 staff just on idd to and they're all dental or ex-dental or dental dental assistants or technicians and their job is pretty much to watch all the content transcribe it make um quizzes for cpd numbers and etc and I watch all the content to make sure, you know, it's got to be a certain level. I don't want this to be like a oh, YouTube yeah. platform. It has to Good be. For you. Yeah. I don't, otherwise, you, there's no point. You're just, you're just the same as YouTube. I mean, there's a lot of content on YouTube, but the issue with YouTube, I find it's all fragmented. You know, it's hard to actually get a learning curriculum. It doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> The, the YouTube. You can get bits and bobs. Yeah, you, you'll see one good video, and two hours later, you're watching videos of dogs driving tractors, and you're just <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. I'm like, I didn't learn a thing. And what did we do before the days of reels and shorts? Man, yeah. God, that has ruined my life. How do you manage your time? Please help me. Like, you're, uh, an, you're practicing <laughs> four days a week, you said. I'll just so, tell you, Bob, the best thing is that dentistry forces me to be away from my phone and a laptop, and I'm in patients' mouths. And I right. can't be, like, TikToking on the side because, honestly, like, it's, yep. it's, it's hard these days. I'll be honest. Like, managing my time, I just try to <laughs> work as much as I can in a healthy manner, I would say. Like... Go to work, you know, nine to six these days, finish work, go to the gym and then just relax. And and that's four days a week. And then in the other two to three days, I'll be working on IDD stuff. But it's definitely slowed down a little bit. You know, you you get a bit older. I, I don't have any children yet. I want to start thinking about a family. So perspectives do shift a little bit. But um, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I guess it's just like Al Hassani Jean or something. I got it from my dad. Like he doesn't, he has no chill either. I'm like, dad, when are you going to just <laughs> slow down and retire or something? Like, why do you work at such a crazy pace all the time? And I feel like when you have that in front of you all the time, you kind of do as well, right? You know, like if well, your dad's yeah. grinding, it's kind of, you feel bad just sitting at home eating Cheetos or something. But not that there's anything wrong with that, but you know what I mean? Like you're watching your dad, he's 60, he gets up, goes to work every day. You you probably feel like you should work too. (laughs) You know, I think the cool thing is, is that he probably got completely, he's not that old just to say, but I mean, you coming in probably completely revitalized everything that he was doing. Uh, You're 100% right, Bob. Again, like you you you've got like incredible insights you've asked a couple of things that are like right on the money it's funny wow. this is an, it's another funny story actually uh dad always had a three-chair practice and as an undergrad i used to always ask him dad like why don't you expand again just type a personality doesn't know anything about business but just knows expansion good and not always but you know <laughs> just a dental student who i don't know wants to be something so and dad was always like no 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 we're never going to do that and then it's funny. It's like I graduated and then my my brother graduated before me. And I think he gave us a few years just to see like, what are these guys about? Are they good or not? And then after we were okay dentists, he, he's been on a rampage, man. He's um like I say, we, we only really had four cheers and now it's to 39 in the past four or five years. So it definitely gave him something um and i also think it's it's quite (laughs) nice to work with your dad and like i'm pushing idd and the digital stuff and it's all like win-win for everyone yeah are you still teaching classes for idd or have you totally passed that off to this pool of educators you have no man i mean i to be honest just in the past 12 months um i'm naked this year to be honest in the past 12 months, naked? I about, you're naked, uh, naked, naked. <laughs> Sorry. It's a, got, it's a, you got Barb excited there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A little bit. It's a saying. New Zealand exit. Sorry. It's uh, we're pretty lazy with our, with our what does that mean? Naked is, is like extra, exhausted. I should, ah, okay. I should, right. I should use the Queen's English or whatever. Exhausted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm totally exhausted. The past 12 months I've done about, 28 lectures and courses and conference talks and stuff. So I think I, I overdid it this year and I think I'll definitely cut back a little next year, but no, I, I love it, man. Like I said at the start, I genuinely love it. And it's, it's not just about, um, someone asked me recently at a, at a course, I was at a Nexus iOS course, you know, the Osteon scan gauge thingies. Mm -hmm. I was at their conference speaking and someone asked me like, why do you do this? We know you, you run the practices where you see your Instagram, blah, blah, blah. And honestly, it's just what I told him. It's it's just about meeting people like you. Like I love the networking and connecting, and and it it's it's like a deep satisfaction knowing that you help yeah. another clinician do better dentistry or or learn a new workflow. So I still teach. I still do the online stuff. But you also do your presentations live at like conventions and things happening around New Zealand, right? Um, most not really New Zealand. I mean, New Zealand is not really the uh, hotbed of digital dentistry conventions. I I travel quite a bit, so I get invited quite a bit by companies. So I was in IDS in Germany, and then I did a little road trip around all the digital companies in Europe, like Dent Supply and and Three Shape. They're all in Europe. The lucky bastards. There. Yeah. Everyone's oh, in Europe. Yes. Everyone's in Europe. And then um, yeah. 
there was a digital industry symposium in in Mumbai. I was there and wow. I go to Australia. Australia is like my second home. I keep going there because they also are much more digitized than New Zealand. And so they have a lot of conferences and shows. And, and it's not as far away as the US. I'm yeah, sure. but guess what? That's like the closest thing to New Zealand and it's a three hour flight. Yeah, not bad at all, right? Not bad, not bad. But still, it's like you, I have to start thinking like... Um, even the story of how we ended up in New Zealand is uh, is interesting. It's um like my dad is is Iraqi, so and my mom's Iraqi. What is and that? Meet you don't know? Oh, Iraq. Oh, Iraq. I only think of Rocky Rock. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Iraq. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> no worries. I was like the Rocky Mountains. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I had to do the like the proper American accent on Iraq, but uh, yeah, Iraq. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. guys. I, I'm blundering my way through this podcast. <laughs> You're doing fine. <laughs> You're actually very funny because it's yeah, kind of yeah. like bringing like funny content. Because I'm like, what the hell did he just say? It's hilarious. Hey, this is the blooper reel. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Iraqi, Iraqi, whatever. So yeah. we moved yeah. in '93. So Dad was actually in three wars. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah, yeah. He was in three wars and classic immigrant story. Skilled worker immigrant. Um, where we left Iraq in '93. And it was basically whichever country would give you a working visa. And it happened to be New Zealand at the time. And I don't even think my dad knew where New Zealand was. I think he thought it was in Europe or something. <laughs> and then and then we fly all the way over to New Zealand. And it's like, wow, okay, so this is where we're going to stay. And mind you in saying that, seriously, beautiful country, amazing people. They're like the some of the nicest people on earth, um, New Zealanders. Yeah. But you could have landed anywhere. Like, I didn't yeah. know. I guess anywhere with an asterisk, right? Because at the time, not many people just handed out visas to right. Um And it's it's quite curious. It's like, I always tell my dad, again, huge role model for me. I always tell him, man, you, you should write a book or something like your grandchildren. My brother has three kids. They have no idea. They just don't know. What the hell they went through, right? Yeah, and like my dad, after three wars... Not like they're like proper Middle Eastern wars, you know. Um, and uh, when he came to New Zealand, um, we, we didn't come from, uh, and this is tongue in cheek, guys. Yeah. Uh, we didn't come from oil money or anything, you know. We're not like uh, some royal family's kids or something. And otherwise, I'd be on a yacht or something. Sure. Yeah, you dug it up. Like, <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd be in like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd be in a yacht. Um, but so when we came to New Zealand, uh, it was literally. I don't know how that generation did this stuff. I, I couldn't. It's like starting from zero, have to learn English. I mean, my dad knew English in Iraq, but it's not like English, English. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Sure. And, yeah. and like having two kids and, and your degree isn't recognized. You have to set exams. Much like, you know, you hear these stories all the time from American taxi drivers, basically. Yeah. And for five years, he was like a pizza delivery guy and a supermarket. Um, dad's a Badass. Yeah, man. So yeah, it's nice like ball. unbelievable. Like it's a different breed that generation, honestly. Yeah. And here you are just running a website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, yeah. And here I am trying to like fill the big shoes that he's, you know, he's he's left. But uh, look, Dad, I wrote yeah. a blog. <laughs> and he's like yeah the soft but song. that's so great because that's exactly what he wanted for you and freaking that's why you got the hell out of there and yeah exactly so far away that you can have a better life 
100%. Super fortunate. And um, I guess exactly like why most people move to America and stuff, just searching yeah. for a better life. Yeah, it's nice to be able to work with them and, and support them and uh, etc. Has IDD brought you to America? Have you made it over here? I wish, man. Next year, next year, I want to come to the uh, Chicago Midwinter for nice. sure. Nice. Oh my God, really? You should. That 100%. is the best and largest meeting. That's like IDS of America. Yeah, yeah. So I, I've great. heard so many good things, and I, I really want to go. I've been to Boston uh, just for um, uh, like a couple of courses, but not through IDD or anything. But I definitely, again, man, the trick is just because you guys in America, you have amazing speakers, like. You're spoilt for choice for really good educators, dental technicians, dentists, the whole nine mm-hmm. yards. And so, you know, as amazing as IDD is, like I like to think, still the the travel for like a two three day course, you know, for most companies it doesn't make sense. It's it's brutal. Yeah. But in the future, I'd love to come, man. Uh, I think it, it'd be nice to rub shoulders with a lot of you guys. Um, a lot of you, you've inspired me in my career, to be honest, just through social media or what you guys are doing so i'd love to say hi and meet a lot of you yeah we gotta get you over you're inspiring me just just uh it's remarkable i i would love to meet your dad as well just to say wow good for you for having the balls to get your family out of there and just so many things that you're doing and accomplishing wow. yeah it's, it's crazy start from like literal scratch but um right it's crazy ebbs and flows of life right uh you look back and you're like huh so looking at all the courses that you provide, what's the popular ones? What are more people clicking on? I would say it depends, technicians or dentists. Sure. Um, uh, I would say sure. dentists. I'm just curious about dentists. Dentists at the moment, they love two things, scanning and 3D printing. They love it. Yeah. They Why do you it. think 3D printing? Uh, they eat it up. Um, and even in my life courses, 3D printing is way more popular than any tech work and for the dentist and i think the main reason is two things like Cirrus tried really really hard and they did an amazing job with in-house cad cam but they still only really penetrated about 10 to 15 percent of the market it wasn't massive and we're talking about like the, the all scanners scanner user market and i think the main reason is that most dentists frankly they don't want to play technician they just don't want to for whatever right. reason, they don't want to design. They feel it's really intimidating. Well, we don't want them to either. Yeah, exactly. Saying. So it's win-win. <laughs> um, but a lot of dentists, I think also part of the reason why is that milling machines are quite expensive. Oh, yeah. You're starting at, you know, 40, 50K US. Um, some cheaper ones are 35K. But the thing about printing is it's it starts as low as like a few hundred bucks if you want to get the cheapy ones, which I do not yes. recommend. But the decent dental ones, you know, a few grand and you've got a pretty good printer. Well, plus just the cost of running is less. Way cheaper. It's Way, pretty easy to yeah. run them. And also, I think it's just, it's like a uh, no-brainer. You know, like, it's like how every clinic had a little stone room at the back. Yeah. Doesn't take up as much room. It's not as loud. Not just that. Some doctors and dentists, they need models. Sometimes you just need a model. And so if everyone's digitizing and we don't want to take impression anymore, how do you get a model? It's a 3D printer. You print that mother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that mother is a model. Huh. So they're printing. What else? The main things that are printed in dentistry, and this is by the companies who, because every 
digital industry company is a data company now. It's crazy. Like they all know what we scan, what the indications are, where we're sending it. They know everything. Yeah. It's wild. I'd love to get that data. But most printing companies tell me when I ask them is that pretty much 90% of what's printed is models. So all this like flexing restorations and full arch restorations is cool, but we're still just having the social media effect where, you know, it's a very skewed vision of the industry through social media. So mostly it's models. Then splints is quite common. And then surgical guides, surgical guides, printing is cool. And then restorations, it's, it's, it's there, but it's not there. And the reality is it's very few people around the world doing it and just for yeah, better or worse, making a lot of noise about it. But we'll see agreed. if it takes off. I don't think so, but okay. But you know what? We'll learn it from you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. For sure. The, crazy and the, real, the reality of it and the truth of it, whether it works or not, honestly, I'm not I'm not being funny. I'm, I'm being honest. I think that if, if it does come to that, then your fans and everybody that's listening to you will be able to be, uh, you know, understand it, yay or nay. Again, like with an amazing statement there, Bob, uh, you're right. I'm actually currently writing like a little blog, funny enough, about Mm -hmm. printing versus milling and the shortcomings of printing because I think right now it's almost like the big hype that happened with scanners ages ago where a lot of people like, yes, this is going to, completely replaced milling blah 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 it's amazing best thing since sliced bread but the reality is is not really yeah a lot of it's just um i don't think a printed restoration will replace zirconia or lithium disilicate it's not going to happen i had a really interesting talk with uh, the ceo of accurita a few days ago on my podcast which i need to get you guys on soon and he told me that and these guys know their stuff they're all engineers and chemists and stuff he told me as it stands the the theoretical limit of a printed resin is around 250 megapascals. So you're never, you're never going to get to... Very small. Yeah. I mean, look, printed restorations, they're cool. I think they're great for temps. like Temporary. Yeah, exactly. Yep. All on X, temp. Also, they're pretty cool for indirect composites. Like if you're not doing a, a big... MODBL or gigantic composite, you would print a restoration. But this idea that it's replacing milling is just is ridiculous. Never. I mean, there's no way in hell. I mean, how are you going to make it strong? How are you going to center it? How are you going to do anything being printed? But that's just me. And saying that and saying that, you know, one interesting thing that I've learned watching this industry is never rule anything out, Bob. Um, I totally agree with you at this stage. Right. Of course. At like I say, look, who knows what technology will do? Because at the same time, the days of PFM, everyone used to mock and laugh at ceramics, and now everything's ceramic. Exactly. We are one resin away from all of this exactly. changing. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. One resin, one really good resin, or, you know, like zirconia printing is a thing. It's not really mainstream because it's a really garbage process and it doesn't really produce nice results. But you know, we saw the industry completely change in five years, like five, 10 years. We're now talking about AI and printing. That just wasn't a thing technicians talked about 10 years ago. Yeah. And, exactly. and you, yeah. you got to think in another 10 years, only God knows yeah, how far this will go. Going to Chicago or a meeting like that uh, five years ago, nobody was talking about even mills. And now people are talking about mills mm. again, you know? So. Exactly. 
Exactly. It's all changing. It's an exciting time. And I have to say, like, uh, the whole dental industry, whether you're a dentist or a tech or a specialist or whatever you are, I, I just think it's a really cool industry to be in. I love this stuff. And, and it's just interesting, like, how fast it changes. You know, I love the guys doing office jobs and everything. I have a lot of friends doing that. But, you know, when you compare that to what we do as a job, like, it's pretty cool. We're playing with tech and printing and milling and it's exciting and it's changing and AI. It's it's a really cool industry to be in. Yeah. Most people have no idea how cool we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just get called crazy, like from people like Bob. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Thank you. You mentioned it twice, the podcast, because you didn't have enough to do. Why did you start a podcast? What, what drove you to that? I mean, you have enough content out there. Yeah, I... I a, I don't know if you realize I, I love talking to people. I, I do enjoy it. <laughs> just like talking to you guys. Absolutely. But I think um, I just felt like because I'm so well connected and that sounds extremely arrogant, but uh, bear with me. Through ID. It really doesn't. Honestly, let me just preface that with saying I don't think that sounds arrogant. I think that sounds very flattering uh, that you made it. such an impact on so many people's lives. I appreciate it. When you speak, they listen. So I think that's a that's a compliment. So I really appreciate it. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just uh, yeah. I think that's my New Zealand side showing. We're pretty uh <laughs> timid, like please don't look at me. But no, um like especially through companies. Through companies I'm quite well connected because I've been dealing with these scanner and 3D printing and milling companies for a long time, especially the scanner companies. They all know of IDD and I talk to pretty much all of them because they want reviews and they want to know other things and feedback about their products. And so I was just like, look, it's a really cool opportunity to podcast the CEOs of these companies, mm. not for business tips, just to insights because I think there's a ton of podcasts that are amazing like yours uh, between colleagues and peers. But I also think like it would be cool to get into the minds of people like who runs three shape, who runs Strauman, who runs, who runs all these printer companies, because although they don't have the clinical and maybe as much dental prowess as we do, they have kind of the business and, and they're looking at the industry as closely as we are because they want to win. Yeah, so I didn't realize the whole podcast, the idea is talking to CEOs. I'll eventually run out of CEOs, right? Like, sure, uh, yeah. Well, that's what we thought, but it's not true. You won't. <laughs> yeah. I've so far, and I'm just getting through editing. I mean, this is why it's a bit slow to come out because I'm always biting more than I can chew. But so mm -hmm. far, I've interviewed Rune Fisker. So he's a he's like a top dog in three shades. We had him on. Great guy. Yeah. He's amazing. He's amazing. He's a great speaker as well. Yep. I'm going to interview the Form Labs guys. I interviewed the Accurator guys. I, I interviewed Amir from Sprint Ray. He had some really cool insights. Obviously, completely different insights to some other people because he's spearheading this chair side printed crown thing. I interviewed, I met it, a, a bunch of Korean companies that are doing crazy stuff in AI. Awesome. Um, the SmileFi guy. Yeah, like it's just, wow. there's a lot of brains out there and it's just good to pick their brains about how they've seen dentistry change, what they think the future is going to be, what are the trends, etc. That's awesome. Pretty impressive. Well, sir, th that's all amazing stuff. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> it's just instituteofdigitaldentistry.com, right? Yep, that's Th all it is. It's so easy. I can't recommend the ExoCAD course enough. We started this whole thing with 
that's how I kind of found out about you. And I've not really dived into any of the other ones, any of the other courses. Other, I do see you do have some on implant dentistry, and that's a big passion of mine I'd like to check out. But anyone looking to learn ExoCAD from the beginning, IDD and Marjorie, those two will take you to what you need to know. It's good stuff. Awesome. And you know what? Elvis told me like at least five times how amazing that course was. Honestly, I'm not a plug in the I'm course. Excited, honestly. I, sincerely, I, he was so impressed. I really it appreciate really it, cool. guys. Genuinely. Yeah. I, uh, I figured, look, I also love just getting feedback about it. Like if you guys thought this is garbage, I need to know so I can make it better. But I'm, I'm glad. I'm super glad that you guys enjoyed it. I mean, that's the whole purpose of all of this because, um, look, like any business, making a bit of money on the side is great. I mean, IDD was never my main money spinner. You know, when you've got when you got thirty nine shares running, you don't really have no. You don't really need it from IDD. Like it needs to at least break yeah. even all the stuff and everything. But genuinely, the the number one priority before making any money or anything was just good education, providing people just to teach, yeah. give people yeah. good objective information so that they can digitize and master it and. And yeah, just, you know, reap all the fruits of their labor because digital is just amazing. Well yeah. said. Okay. One last totally not loaded question. Oh God, here we go. Best scanner to buy. Go. <laughs> I always get this and, and, <laughs> and, and totally not scripted answer because I get this all the time. Uh, I have literally every scanner in the world in my practice and I feel sorry for the company shipping them to New Zealand. I'm, they're probably like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> but, uh, so in short, if you really want to do chair side dentistry and you've got the coin or money, yeah, you basically get Seric. Like you just still for chair side dentistry, nothing about the scanner is that in incredible. It's a good scanner, but it's the whole workflow that's amazing. Yep. Kind of like what Sprint Ray is beating on about workflow, workflow, workflow. So chair side dentistry, if you look at my Instagram, I'm using Seric a lot because I do a lot of same day crowns. Otherwise, look, it really depends where you are in the world because as you travel around the world, you kind of realize, and I don't mean this in any racist manner, people in developing countries don't have the disposable income as dentists in USA and America. And so America, USA is the same. There you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Australia, New Zealand, Europe, they just don't. And so that's where you're getting a lot of the Chinese scanners come into the play. Because these days, some Chinese scanners are like under 8,000 US. Yeah. It's wild. So anyone in a, let's say, um, developed nation, if that's the PC term, yeah. that have yeah. money would probably not go for something like that because you do give up a little bit in software. Like the software is not as slick. You you know, most people either go for a three shape, which is a crazy good scanner. Uh -huh. A medit mm -hmm. is good if you're on a budget. Even something like ARL Scan 3. Just know the more you pay, Typically, you get better software, better workflows, better integrations. But these days, they all kind of scan. Now, I'm going to give you a question because you see it from the lab side. And I'd love to know what you think, assuming that it's the same doctor doing the scans, because some doctors are just a little bit average at it. Yeah. Do you see any difference in sharpness or clarity? What is your favorite scanner to get? Uh, scans from that you think that looks really good. 
I think for you want me to answer or are you answering? Oh, both, both of you, go both. Go ahead. But I really love the trios when it comes in. Yeah. But I do a lot of chair side help, and that prime scan's pretty nice. I would have to agree, man. Trios rocks. I do a lot of smile design cases, and I used to hate the printed dies and the printed models and everything. But yeah, the trios for sure. It's it's the most accurate, and doctors are seeding. Just 10 unit cases, two unit cases, very accurately, you know, contacts, as long as they know how to scan and they've been trained accurately, they're, they're, they're seeding these things in, you know, five, seven, eight, nine minutes Yeah, and, sure. and time is money. So I love it. I think, and in, in you again, once again, another banger from Bob, she hit the nail on the head. I think more I like banging. <laughs> I, I think uh, more importantly, Rather than the scanner, and this is really what I talk about a lot at IDD, it's not the really the scanner that's the key. You can literally use any scanner. Look, some are more user-friendly than others, yeah. but honestly, it's just how you scan. Rather than which scanner you're choosing, something that's way more important is packing some damn retraction cord in there. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love that. Because yes. a lot of dentists still don't do that. And I'm just like, guys, you just have to. Like, a ton of them you, don't. It's a yeah, yeah, you just have to. You have to. Like, more important than the scanner, it's just the scanning field, how you're controlling it. Get rid of the blood, the saliva, retract yep, the yep. tissues, use you're the right scanning strategy. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, but look, diff- definitely the top three in the world easily um or let's say top four Cyric, trios made it they've been selling like hot cakes itero was popular for a good long while but then you know yeah that's kind of yeah. dying down with the whole invisalign situation yeah but yeah i mean if you say that to someone in india or egypt or something it's, it's out of their budget so they go for medit or some of these chinese scanners which do the job they may not be as slick but in my eyes, as long as globally everyone's getting into digital, it's better for the patients, it's better for the dentist, by all means. Better for the labs. Better for the labs, no stone, no yeah. any yeah. of that BS anymore. That's awesome. Dr. Ahmad, thank you so much. My pleasure. My absolute pleasure, guys. Honestly, it's it's, it's kind of like a, a big honor. I've been following you guys for a long time. A lot of people speak so highly of your podcast. A big congratulations of what you guys have achieved. Thank you. you. I think you guys must have been like one of the first dental podcasts before it became a cool thing to do. And everyone (laughs) and their dog has one. (laughs) Literally everyone and their dog has one. I'm a bit late to the party, but... uh... Well, let's give a shout out to you. It's early Saturday morning and it's late Friday afternoon for us. So we appreciate your time and you, you know setting out in your busy schedule a time to come on and talk to us. So thank you as well. My absolute pleasure. Yeah, I'm sure you're going to go film six videos right now. So <laughs> Yeah. And tell yeah. your dad we said hello and that, I will. like, I will. super amazing, please. For sure, for sure. I appreciate it, guys. And, and your mom. Your yeah, dad. <laughs> you can't forget mom. She's, she raised us. Don't forget about her, ever. My, well, I'm sure we'll keep in touch. And, and I, again, appreciate the invite and uh, keep doing what you guys are doing. We'll see you in Chicago. We'll 
Have you ever wanted to learn ExoCAD? Do you find learning a new design software overwhelming or just too costly because you have to go to a course that takes a whole weekend? Even if you've never used a design software before, we have the perfect solution for you to begin your ExoCAD journey. Head over to instituteofdigitaldentistry.com and select the Mastering ExoCAD course. Broken down into three segments, the amazing Marjorie will take you through fundamentals, then immediate, and then advanced courses, leaving you with the confidence to tackle most cases that come into your lab. I personally am going through all 70 lessons and find it one of the most thorough courses that I can take at my own pace. And for being a listener of the podcast, if you enter the code VOICES, which is V-O-I-C-E-S, when checking out, IDD will take an additional 10% off any course they offer and they offer a ton of content for labs and clinics. Head over to the instituteofdigitaldentistry.com for this episode's show notes for more information. A big thanks to Dr. Ahmad for coming on our podcast and talking about your amazing journey to becoming a force, and when I say that, I mean it, in the world of digital technology. He really, really has a passion for using technology to make all of our lives easier and better. So guys, be sure to check out the IDD website at instituteofdigitaldentistry.com to see all of the amazing content, especially to check out the Mastering ExoCAD course that Elvis talks about all the time. And just like you heard on the ad, use your code. It's VOICES, 10% off anything on the course. Thank you again, Dr. Ahmad, for keeping the truth real in the world of digital dentistry. Also, we talked about the ExoCAD course during the interview and how he met the instructor, Marjorie. Be sure to check out next week's episode when we get her side of the story, which is pretty awesome. She's badass, too. Good things happen in New Zealand. You know it. All right, everybody. That's all we got for you, and we will talk to you next week. Merry Christmas! Not yet. I know. Bye. Bye. If you want me to DJ, let me know. I've never done it, but eh, why not?